episode 244, The Iguana Made the Baby Cry. It's Friday, December 31st, 2021. Happy New Year, and it's time to laugh, drink, think, and feed the iguana. This is the Paul Truesdale Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell. Well, you know, Roscoe, every once in a while, we get a gift, a pure, unadulterated gift from heaven. Yeah. And one of those things came in to us uh, on Wednesday, December 29th, and it came by way of LinkedIn, and uh, everybody here enjoyed it. And one of the things I'm going to do is share a little bit about what it's like to have low IQ, low EQ, meme-based individuals who are highly emotionally charged who can't think who get online and try to well disrupt a normal conversation shannon cooper posted a survey on linkedin on december 29th the question was should employees leave a toxic workplace if the pay is great as of late in the day 82 percent selected yes nine percent selected no and nine percent selected depends if depends was the choice shannon cooper as for comments as of late wednesday there were nearly 1700 votes and six days left to answer the survey Paul's response caused a vulgar racial-based response by an individual. Let's discuss where LinkedIn has been headed to and how intolerance has become the mainstay in the United States. So one of the things I'm not going to be able to do is to give you the response from this person because one of the things I did when I read it, I just thought, oh, this is so sad. So, so sad that we have somebody who cannot logically think and for some reason thinks I'm going to take my time to try to bolster and pontificate and and make myself look bigger than I am. I just, it was unbelievable. Now, what I did do is I took an appropriate response, but let's go through and break this down. The question is, and it's a good question. Question. A lady by the name of Shannon Cooper. Uh, she's a B2B expert on LinkedIn. And it says, should employees leave a toxic, and the word toxic is all capital letters. That's very interesting. Workplace, if the pay is in all capital letters, great exclamation point. It's a good question. Now, as of late Wednesday, December 29th, is about um, in the late evening, there's an amazing number of responses, 1,700 responses, of which 82% say yes. 9% said no, and 9% said it depends, which is what I answered. So one of the things that I can tell you is that there are so many people out there who I just, you know, you you when they asked for a, a brain, uh, they thought God, you know, when God said, listen, everybody line up and we're handing out brains, they thought they said trains, and so they asked for a little one. All aboard! And unfortunately, a lot of these weak-minded people are in our work world world and we have to deal with them. Now, I don't do a lot of social media. I find it a complete waste of time. And uh, frankly, get out. that's right. I get out because I think it's just, it, you, you, you cannot, in my opinion, be on these websites and expect to uh, get much uh, engagement. Right, Roscoe? Yeah. A lot of it is just people uh, like Leon always says... They're just farting around, stinking up the place. So I think you got to have a real laser focus on your business. And if people are not helping you, then you've got to give them the gone and... 
get them out of there. It's, a, it's a, an important thing. So this is what I wrote, and I'm going to re- read it, and I'll break it down in, in more detail as we go along. Depends is the only answer until, quote, toxic, unquote, is defined. Now, don't get one's underwear in a bind. Let's break it down. It's a good question, but a question that deserves a question back. To wit, what do you mean and define as toxic? Webster uses poisonous, infection, harsh, malicious, and harmful in definition. With a toxic tort claim, the accused wrongdoer is generally accused of negligence or carelessness in the failure to pro or react. Toxic tort claims are a type of personal injury claim. When COVID began, toxic tort claims were feared by all business entities and for good cause. Proof of situs of infection is one thing, but a toxic COVID workplace, well, that's another thing. Enter OSHA, judges of all ilk, and meme-based pundits who can gin a cola bear into a 55-plus PCR cyclist. For those in lower, it's a reference to overclocking dot 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 oh never mind. Does body odor constitute toxic? Does being black, white, brown, purple, amberth, burly word, or skobolov in complexion equate to toxic? Does saying yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am rile the cackles of the fragile and rickety? As for a job with so-so pay and being in a toxic environment, one that will likely be around for a long, long time, it's umpiring. Play ball. So that was my response. Now, just so you know, everybody who knows me, who knows me for the last, and I've been around this world a long, long time, I craft messages where each word has a profound meaning. And so one of the things in this, because LinkedIn has a limit on the number of spaces, I was about four spaces over, I used the number two instead of T-O, and I used management M-G-T instead of the word management. So I did some abbreviation on that, but I very, methodically broke everything down so that you could get a response. Now, when I read little Monica's response, I immediately uh, picked up my phone. I was having a discussion with my son. I said, Monica F, or I mean, it's not even Monica, it's Monella, M-O-N-N-E-L-L-E-F, whatever that is, Monella F. And based upon her picture, she's a female. She appears to be non-Northern European in appearance. Of course, I'm a Northern Viking white male in a dark suit, white shirt, gold tie. I've got uh, clean shaven, except for my little stuff beard and I have gray hair. So you know that for some people that is immediately something that they're going to uh, completely lose their uh, cookies over. This town needs an enema. So as a result, just my physical appearance and my background will cause some people to lose their cookies. And I always find it sad. It's really, really, really sad when you have people that um, they, they can't, they cannot articulate uh, rationally and they see something and they just lose their cookies. I just, it's so sad. So what I then did is I went ahead and I blocked her and I reported her to LinkedIn. And the reason I did that is because LinkedIn is turning into Facebook. It is really becoming a a, a really interesting piece of work. Now, let me go in and explain to you what I did with a further response. But uh, like George Carlin said, let's let's pick this up. Like to start with a list of people I can do without. 
a proctologist with poor depth perception. Any woman whose hobby is breastfeeding zoo animals. A cross-eyed nun with a bullwhip and a bottle of gin. A waitress with a visible infection on her serving hand. And any man whose arm hair completely covers his wristwatch. Okay, that's enough of that. So with that being said, this was my response, uh, and I feel like uh, George Carl, and these are people I can deal without, and you should as well. So I wrote later on in the evening before um, it, I called it a day, I wrote cheers for anyone who read my reply, and if you can see the response from Monel F., note that I have blocked her and reported her to LinkedIn. Why? This is a professional business engagement site, not Facebook or world hip-hop trash. LinkedIn has become overpopulated with weak-minded individuals who are becoming more meme-based and intolerant of discussion with a tad above room temperature IQ. Now this, quote-unquote, is mean and intended to be so. The reply was intended to be exactly what it was, a poke and prod to expand and define the word toxic in a specific context. That apparently upset Monella F., who made accusations that only a sad person would do without knowing who I am. Alas, the world is filled with 99.9999% of those to ignore, a few to be aware of, and a small number to focus on. In business and in one's personal life, this is oh so true and something I say and pass on without malice, but as advice to chew and ponder. Think about it. P.S. On my podcast on Friday, which is today, guys, I will be discussing Monella F., you asked for it, now you can stew and wait for the fryer. And that's what I'm doing. It's like a lion who's yawning, yawning, <laughs> roaring, and we're going to have some fun. So get ready. Booga booga. And the thing is, you know, anybody again who knows me knows I like to have some fun. And, you know, when you're in the world of working and it's fast paced and, you know, you're responsible for things, some people go golfing, some people like to play cards, some people shoot pools, they do all sorts of things, go walking, hiking, biking. I do lots of different things. I, but one of the things I enjoy doing is I enjoy doing my podcasts and I have a full studio. So Monella, whatever your banana name is, you, uh. You can go pound salt where the sun doesn't shine. I just can't stand stupid people. I just can't stand stupid people. And when you did what you did, you proved to the world that uh, you're not very bright. As in the movie Real Genius. Mitch, there's something you're going to have to understand. Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. So when I'm on any kind of social media site, okay, understand that for me... I wish uh, that I had some loftier purpose, but uh, I'm afraid in the end it's just the money. Yeah, for me it's just the money. It's just making contacts. And I really don't do much business by way of uh, any social media. Uh, to be very blunt with you, I enjoy to kind of pick some things up and see what's going on. But my business is basically all referrals. And when we do market, it's to people who were most likely going to do business with. I don't spend time dealing with people who, um, well, are just not qualified. A good example of the, the type of people we wouldn't deal with would be uh, Ricky Bobby. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and 
the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them. And of course, my red hot smoking wife, Carly, who's a stone cold fox, mm. who if you were to rate her ass on 100, it would easily be a 94. Mm. Also want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. And it smells terrible and the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear tiny infant Jesus. Hey, um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. So anyways, I love, I absolutely love having fun with people who are white, black, brown, and you name it, everything in between. I don't care. You'll notice a lot of times in my podcast, I talk about people from Pluto. I talk about Plutotians. And that's a key thing because you'll, we're going to go back and talk a little bit about what I actually wrote. I'm going to break it down step by step for you I, because everybody has thin skin. But I will say this, I did bait. I did bait to see who would be the dumb one to take, well, hook, lion, sinker. And speaking about dumb, let's take a look at the uh, Miss Teen Contest contestant from a few years ago and equate her to Billy Madison. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a little bit of a musical break and then we're going to get right back. I'm going to give a one minute break. I'm going to get a drink of water, a cup of coffee, and then we'll break this down one thing. But for right now, <laughs> Billy Madison and the Miss Teen contestant, ooh, we show no favoritism here. Okay. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much South Carolina. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. So with that, I'll be back in one minute. Go get a cup of coffee, go piddle, get a drink of water, and here's a quick little song, one of the items that we own here in my firm.
got no respect for the brain dead? Well, let's continue on. So one of the things for all of you who know me, you hear me say on a regular basis, words have meanings and words should have very specific meanings. And when words don't have good meanings, then the problem is you have miscommunication. Now for Monella, I have a degree in political science. I also have a degree in communications going back to the early and mid 1970s. Yes, sweetheart, I graduated college uh, with two years, not a two-year degree. I graduated a four-year degree in two years. Got out of high school early and I was literally working and have had a job since I was 10 years of age. I've had employees in one way, shape, form, or another for, guess what, honey bunch, since the age of 12. So I've actually had a business in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the aughts, that's what they're called, honey bunch, the aughts, the tens, and now the 20s. That's actually seven decades, but I'm not in my 70s. I'm in my 60s. So put that in your pipe, smoke it, try to figure it out, and you'll say, that doesn't make sense. Yes, darling, it does. So when I said depends is the only answer until toxic is defined, that's me literally saying you've got to define the word toxic. Toxic. And I knew from this question right off the bat that most people on LinkedIn, most people that spend a lot of time are going to be your human resource people. There are a lot of people that are lower level in their engagement. They don't really make anything. They're working for people like me and others who are really in business doing things. They're the hanger honors. It really is the truth. They're the coaches. They're all the, you know, people that do rah, 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 got it, everything. If you go to LinkedIn, it's almost as bad as Facebook. Facebook now, where you get these pictures, oh, this person overcame struggles, oh, this, oh, that. Everything has gotten so pussyfied, and I'm a stoic. Now, for those of you who may have stumbled onto this from LinkedIn and go, who is this guy? What the hell is he talking about? Well, let me tell you who I, my, my philosophy. If I get a chance to go to bed at night, I had a great day. And if I wake up in the morning, I had a good night because everything else sucks. It means you died. You know, for those of you who are too stupid to understand, if you don't get up, you're dead. If you don't get a chance to go to bed, you're dead. Okay, pretty simple things. <laughs> So that's why I say I'm a stoic. I can break things down into very simple concepts. So it depends upon the word toxic, knowing that this, this woke society we live in where everybody's a victim. Oh, it's so terrible. It's just a matter of time before everything Three, falls two, apart. We've never one. done this before. Oh, we have. The world's been going around for a long, long time. So when I said, now don't get one's underwear in a bind, let's break it down. I knew right away that somebody would get their underwear in a bind. I simply did this as fishing. I just simply cast it out and knew that somebody, and oh, Monella, she took the bait. It's a good question. So I complimented the person that asked it. Okay, Ms. Cooper, thank you very much. But a question that deserves a question back. So when you do that, when you're being, for example, if you're in a, a deposition, when you're on the stand and you're testifying, and the attorney questioning you doesn't ask a good question. Ask for a clarification. There's nothing wrong with that. But Monella was not smart enough maybe to ask for a clarification. She's just going to go off and go... Aah! No, you don't do that, sweetheart. What you do is you ask for clarification. So the word toxic is a word that needs to be clarified. God, I just love this podcast because this was literally a gift from heaven. Ah! 
I can do this whole thing on one simple thing and the production is pretty easy. Just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, when I do these, I don't do a lot of prep. This is a straight run. The only thing I did was take voice to or a text to voice for the question that we had up front. And, um, and then I just go with it. I have a full studio. I've invested in that, which obviously is going to get Monella all worked up. And uh, it, uh, you know, like, like I care. And um, yeah, right? Yes! So one of the things that I do is this is just a straight run. Uh, there's not a lot of work that goes into it. This is all off the cuff and um, just really don't have any problem uh, doing that. You know, one of the things I am not, I am not Nancy Pelosi. To understand the epidemiological spread of the virus. Yeah. So here's the thing. One of the things I knew this would be, as soon as you say, don't get your own door in a bind, blah, blah, blah. Now I wrote the word to wit. I used the number two because I was looking for space. When you say to wit, you know that some people are going to go, oh yeah, talking over everybody's head, try to sound big for yourself, which is what this 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 uh, low life did. But here's what I did. What do you mean and define as toxic? There's the question. And I there's a grammatically incorrect, so I didn't put a question mark there. But remember, I was thumb typing this thing, literally. Then I wrote, Webster uses poisonous, infection, harsh, malicious, and harmful in the definition. And that's true. I looked it up and went, oh, okay, let's take a look at this. So you want to be able to define a word. Now at work, you know, are you working in a place that's poisonous? That would be toxic. Is it full of COVID and nobody's doing anything about it? So that would be infectious unless that's not a thing. Uh, harsh, what does that mean? Harsh treatment of people. It's cold. I mean, I've worked in weather where I was outside it was five and six degrees below zero. The wind was blowing at 20 and 30 miles an hour. That was harsh. Have I been in situations and places where it was just malicious? Yeah, you know, I mean, I got to tell you, 197 years ago when I began working as a police officer in Milwaukee and Tampa, the new guys treated the, the new guys maliciously. You know, they really, they to toughen you up. You see, one of the things I think that we have in life is so many people don't have thick skin. They have thin skin. This, oh, me too. They're so woke. And, you know, you remember that woman that went nuts and jumped up and down and, and you know, back during the Trump years and, and, and various other times where you know, conservatives were giving talks and just, you, you just don't need people like that out there. And harmful. Well, yeah, okay, if it's harmful, but, you know, one of the things I'm old enough to remember when my mother said, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never harm you. Just remember that. So with that, then I moved into with a toxic tort claim. And that's a real thing, a toxic tort claim. And I actually thought that if if someone like Monella, who was, you know, not too uh, quick on the uptake, uh, she might actually understand, oh, so there's litigation on these things. Yeah, there is litigation on these things. So there's litigation when you come after somebody and Honey Bunch, if you decide to do that, I will take everything you own. Remember, I have never backed down from a fight, but if you decide to come after me, I will own everything you ever have in the rest of your life. I guarantee that. So with a toxic tour, claim the accused wrongdoer is generally accused of negligence or carelessness in the failure, and I wrote pro or reaction. And I had to, again, crunch things down in order to be proactive or in reaction. Again, remember, because of the limitation. Now, something I think is important to always remember and never forget, and this is absolutely critical. No. When 
you get out on any social media platform and you go out and you attack somebody, um, you no longer are a private citizen. That's public. And so you're treated as a public person. And that is means, you, you know, you're going to get what you get coming back. That is well litigated. And the problem that you have people, and there are people who have shot people, people have committed suicide. Oh, somebody called me a bad name. There's so much crap out there. Again, it all it's all the same thing. It's because you have people that just aren't that bright. I mean, right? Pretty much the case. So here's the thing. Toxic tort claims are a type of personal injury claim. And then I wrote when COVID began, and this was something that was really talked about in all the podcasts, all of the things I did for clients. We talked about this extensively. Toxic tort claims were feared by all business entities and for good cause. You know, you shut down if you open up or your employees sue you. We have a lot of people, businesses are opening up. What are they doing? They've dropped out of the workforce. They don't want to go back. So this is something that's ongoing. And I really thought the question was legitimately a good question, but there's a lot you can unpack. And there are a lot of responses to this, by the way. So let's continue on. Proof of situs. Now, situs is location. It's not sinus, it's situs, S-I-T-U-S. Proof of situs of infection means you have to say, hey, I got the COVID, I got the virus when I came back to work. Now, just like a lot, I own my office building. Not only do I own it, I built it. I designed it. Uh, I was not the general contractor for it, although I did act as a general contractor. Yes, I did. I oversaw every aspect of it. I approved and disapproved of all the subcontractors. I dealt with all of the inspectors. I built this thing. So this is the Truesdale Professional Building. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice. I built it because you spend a lot of time at work. In my private office, I have a pool table. I have a couch. I have chairs. I have a, I have a, my working office. We have a gymnasium. We have a laundry. We have showers. Bring your kid to work. You can. Uh, we have a, a full uh, a kitchen. You know. You want to bring your dog and cats to work. In other words, this is a very positive work environment. But this uh, this person who attacked me. Oh my God. Like I said, you don't know who I am. You don't. So frankly, go shove it up where the sun doesn't shine, sweetheart. It's really, you know, I'm not, you can see I'm not super mad. I'm not going to let you bother me, but uh, oh. yeah, you got a real problem. Booga booga. So let's continue on. Yes, proof of situs of an infection is one thing, but a toxic COVID workplace. Well, now that's another thing. And that is something a lot of people are talking about. Toxic COVID workplaces where people are behaving very, very badly. A good example would be the woman who slapped an elderly man or an older man on an airplane. She's been on television. She didn't like that he didn't have a mask on. She didn't have a mask on. She wound up getting arrested and he's going to sue her and clean her clock, okay? So we have a lot of people that are really intolerant. This liberal attitude out there, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I just don't understand. In the 1950s and 60s, we protested for equal rights. We protested for equal pay. We protested so that we got voting squared around, but it never ends. Now the people that are in charge are the intolerant and the totalitarians out there. It's just, the, the two political parties have just flip-flopped. It's like, who's on first. It's like that Abbott and Costello routine. I don't get it anymore. <laughs> 
So continuing on, what I did is I said, for example, enter OSHA, judges of all ilk, and meme-based pundits who can gin a koala bear into a 55-plus PCR cyclist. Now, koala bears, they just kind of slowly move along. And the 55-plus refers not only to 55-plus communities, but the fact that the PCR test is being overclocked and more people are being diagnosed with COVID than really have it. And I use the word cyclist because anybody who knows for things like, oh, let's say Lance Armstrong, I mean, a koala bear is not going to be the next cyclist champion of the world. And uh, they're even too slow for a 55 plus old fart community. And so I'm tying all that stuff together. Here's the thing. I didn't have to think about that. Monella, if you're listening, I didn't have to think about that. That's just, that's what I do. I can come up off the cuff with that. But for people like you, I guess it's... Mitch, there's something you're going to have to understand. Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. And so I used the city of Lauer, L-A-U-I-E-R, which is right there on the Canadian border. And I did that because it's a far place away. I could have said Key West if I wanted, but it's a reference to overclocking. Then I wrote, dot, 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 oh, never mind. And so it was like, uh, you know, saying, oh, for those of you in San Francisco or Chicago or Baltimore, and if you think of a place as just dumb and they're not going to get it. So I just picked this little tiny place and picked it up. off. Been there, by the way, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. I've I've been there a couple of times. There's almost not a single place in the country, especially the small places where I haven't been to. Every single year, we take six weeks off. Now, we didn't do it last year because of COVID, but we take six weeks off and we drive the country and we tighten to get off the interstate and we just drive all side roads and we just drop in on places and make friends. How you doing? What's going on? And talk to people. I think that's that, my friend, is a, that's a real commercial. Commercial. That's a real vacation. <laughs> Okay, I goofed, goofed on that one. So then I wrote, does any body, uh, does body odor constitute toxic? Well, here's the thing. There's been lots of TV shows and movies where people go, man, he stinks. And I've had employees I've worked with, and I've had uh, people that I've worked with as when I was an employee years ago, a long time ago, and this person doesn't smell right. Now, I did the next one intentionally to, again, cast of the hook, and I, I got somebody. So I used does being black. I knew that would, would get somebody, and it got Manila. Then, does black, white, brown, that's all you had to say. Then I said purple, amaranth, burly word, or strobel, and I'll spell that for you, S-K-O-B-E-L-O-F-F. These are different colors, and there's, you know, whatever. And then I used the word complected. I didn't use of color, because I'm, again, remember, I'm limited on the number of characters I can use, equate to toxic. So one of the things I do when I talk to people, I also, when I do these podcasts, I'll say, now listen, if you've got somebody from Uranus, and we just can't stand those people because they stink to high heaven, Uranus is a planet, Monet. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to Uranus is a funny word. It's odd to the ear. And a lot of people hear Uranus, kind of like the way you behaved. Uranus, you're from Uranus. Then I'll use Pluto and I'll use the word Plutotians and I'll talk about discrimination and all sorts of different things. But even that sometimes gets people all riled up. They just lose their cookies over that. Now, why is that? Why is it that people lose their cookies over Again, comedy. They lose it over comedy. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room 
is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but uh, you remain one. So here's the thing. Every comedian, if you listen to Joe Rogan or any comedian podcast, everybody talks about it. You can't, you can't be funny anymore. You got you to gotta judge everything. I've heard uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I've seen uh, Jay, uh, Alexander. I've, all these people. You got to be so careful what to say. It's no fun. People aren't out doing comedy shows like they used to because people get tickets to go there to boo you because they're too woke. And it's just, it's, it's sad. Okay. It's really sad that these people do things like that. I like turtles. You stupid. They're not. What's 9 plus 10? 21. You stupid. Now, I also put in there, does saying yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, rile the cackles of the fragile and rickety. And one of the things I had made a note of a few days ago is I read an article and I did a little bit more research on it. You have people out there who are upset with the word sir and ma'am. Now, for those of you that have heard my prior podcast, when I came down to Tampa, I began working as a police officer. I had a sergeant, female sergeant, who said, don't ma'am me. I said, pardon me? Because I said, yes, ma'am, to her. She don't be ma'aming me. I didn't understand at all. Now, remember, I'm from Texas, and I was raised to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I went to private school, and you had a code. You had a morals. You had ethics. You had a code that you lived by. I have instilled that in my children. I instilled that in my office and with people I, I deal with. And I had to learn that that apparently is a derogatory phrase to some Southerners. And I thought, well, okay, this is a, I'm a Southerner, but Texas, we're a little bit different, different than y'all down here. So I guess I should just talk a little bit different and so i'll just say uh-huh yeah i heard that all right i got kind of got that down okay now tampa is a cosmopolitan city but it wasn't a few years ago it was kind of a backwoods hillbilly place and uh yeah so you had to get uh, on board with how things were so yeah, especially up here in ocala florida we still have a lot of those uh, rednecks from the uh, the forest you know yeah uh-huh, heard that all right boy so you see manila i'm not a racist in any way, shape, or form, I make fun and have a little bit of poking with everybody. You just happen to be the person who was the pinata because you put yourself in that place. So when I said it riles the cackles of the fragile and rickety, it's because I knew ding-dongs like you... might come out of the woodwork and you did now then i wrote as for a job with so so pay and the reason i put so so pay is if you're an umpire in major league baseball you're hardly making any money compared to some of the baseball players there it's true for the uh, referees in football and basketball you're just not making a lot of money so the person making the least amount of money is calling fouls and throwing people out of the game yeah so so pay but you got the power okay so i said as As for a job with so-so pay and being in a toxic environment, why did I say in toxic environment? Because people yell at refs all the time. They're always screaming in baseball, (laughs) especially, I mean, how many times have you seen a coach kick sand or kick dirt on the the guy and lose his cookie and everything else? You might remember the the movie, I think it was Major League. He goes out there and he's screaming at the guy and just throw me out of here and blah, blah, blah. I think that was the movie and the umpire says, you got it. And he throws him out. You know, look, umpire. 
tires, I got to put up with a lot of crap. So again, as for a job with so-so pay and being in a toxic environment, one that will likely be around for a long, long time is umpiring, okay? So for example, imagine being a judge. A judge is an umpire. They're making peanuts compared to what some of these chief executive officers are making, some of these major corporations. And unless they're on the take and getting it under the table, which maybe some of them are, wouldn't surprise me in the least bit, especially with the conflicts of interest that we've seen come up in the Federal Reserve and on the bench, the federal bench. And Monella, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a thing called the Federal Reserve and there's the federal bench, judges that are appointed for life that have been mm, doing things a little bit shady and making money they probably shouldn't be making. Remember people in prosecution, people who are in the judicial chambers, people who are in legislative positions have basically information ahead of time before everybody else. And when they deal on it, it's called insider trading. And that's a bad, bad, bad thing. So again, Manel, if you haven't gone to uh, college and got a degree in business, you might not understand that. And yes, I'm being mean to you, Honey Bunch, because you, again, you just walked right into it. Can't help it. It is what it is what it is. That's great. Why didn't you say so? And of course, you have proof of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. You were sick the day they taught law at law school. You put him on the stand and you get it from him. Oh, we get it from him. Yes. No problem. We get it from him. Colonel Jessup, isn't it true that you ordered the code red on Santiago? Listen, we're all a little... Eh, I'm sorry. Your time's run out. What do we have for the losers, Judge? Well, for our defendants, it's a lifetime at exotic Fort Leavenworth. And for defense counsel, Kathy, that's right. It's a court-martial. Yes, Johnny. After falsely accusing a highly decorated Marine officer of conspiracy and perjury. Lieutenant Kathy will have a long and prosperous career teaching typewriter maintenance at the Rocco Colombo School for Women. Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Galactically stupid! Galactically stupid! Galactically stupid! Well, that's from the uh, movie A Few Good Men, and we double popped in the galactically stupid. So again, putting this together, I said, as for a job with so-so pay and being in a toxic environment, one that will likely be around for a long, long time, it's umpiring. And then I wrote play ball with an exclamation point. It, you would think that somebody would understand that, but uh, yeah, apparently not. Cut the crap, Morty. I mean, the Mohawks have beaten us the last 12 years. They're going to beat us again. That's just the attitude we don't need, Phil. You see, one of the things I want to say here is that the problem is, (laughs) just like uh, Bill Murray uh, is going to say here, it just doesn't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, I'm going to wrap this up here in just a moment. But remember that these kinds of people on Facebook, on LinkedIn, all the other places, it, they don't matter. But what you can do is have some fun with them because, well, <laughs> they are what they are. Sure. Mohawk has beaten us 12 years in a row. Sure, they're terrific athletes. They've got the best equipment that money can buy. Hell, Every team they're sending over here has their own personal masseuse. Not masseur, masseuse. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. Do you know that every Mohawk competitor has an electrocardiogram, blood and urine tests every 48 hours to see if there's any change in his physical condition? (laughs) Do you know that they use the most sophisticated training methods from the Soviet Union, East and West Germany, and the newest Olympic power, Trinidad Tobago? 
But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 Even if we win, if we win, ha! Even if we win, even if we play so far over our heads that our noses bleed for a week to ten days, even if God in heaven above comes down and points his hand at our side of the field, even if every man, woman, and child held hands together and prayed for us to win, it just wouldn't matter because all the really good-looking girls would still go out with the guys from Mohawk because they got all the money. It just doesn't matter if we win or we lose. It just doesn't matter. 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 I love it. So listen, this is the last podcast for 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, my name is Paul Trusdell. Thank you for joining me. We're all these episodes. 2022 <laughs> is right around the corner. I want to uh, chill out. We're going to lo- do our uh, two songs before we get out of here. And uh, one is called Archie's Hunt. For those who have been with me for a while, you know that uh, I have a, a dog in our office. Archibald Prescott Truesdell. Everybody gets three names here. And Archie is a uh, coon hunting dog. He is a tree coonhound walker and uh, that is a very specific dog an akc type dog anyways with that being said this is called archie's hunt and we're going to get out with this and then we're going to do a traditional song to bring in the new year with that ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i'll see you check it out next year that's cool right One of the things I do is I curate my own songs and I work out every day. For those of you who are new, I have a thing called the seven coins, which are the seven components of investing. And the second most important component is physical investing, which means strength, endurance, and flexibility training every single day of your life with natural nutrition and hydration and everything in moderation. And I think this is one of these little things that with a good fast beat song in the background, everybody can be in better shape. That's important for me, and it's important, I think, and should be for you.
So on behalf of myself and everybody here at the production crew, Roscoe, yeah. Leon, <laughs> Bubba, oh. and Bo, yes. we're out of here. Have a great day. See you next year. That's so cool to say that. behalf of everybody here, God bless you, God bless our nation, and God bless all of the good, kind, and loving people from border to border and coast to coast. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast. 
The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by nobody. Why? Because paid advertising chokes and corrupts free speech. Yeah. Bandwidth, production, and hosting for the Paul Truesdell Podcast provided by Fixed Cost Financial. The home of fixed cost investing. A true fiduciary-based registered investment advisor and manager. Visit FixedCostFinancial.com. That's FixedCostFinancial.com. Yes!